0: artistic director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Premiering on movie screens, November 10, 1942, Road to Morocco, written by Frank Butler and Don Hartman, with songs by Jimmy Van Heusen and Johnny Burke, was the third of seven in the Road 2 film series. It all began back in 1940 with a screenplay entitled Beach of Dreams, which was proposed as a feature for George Burns and Gracie Allen. Later it titled Road to Mandalay to star Fred McMurray and Jack Oakey, it received a final name change to Road to Singapore, and now starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Dorothy L'Amour, became a smash hit for Paramount Pictures. The studio followed up with Road to Zanzibar in 1941, and with Hope and Crosby's professional persona expanded with their friendly fictional rivalry, the duo was inextricably linked for the rest of their careers. The road to movies were a combination of adventure, comedy, romance, and music. The minimal plots often took backseat to rapid-fire gags including talking animals, complete non-sequiturs to the actual plot, and constant breaking of the fourth wall to address the audience directly. With the exception of films from late in W.C. Field's career or those from Olson and Johnson, this kind of surrealist approach was unusual usual for major studio comedies of the era. Although Bob Hope and Bing Crosby give the impression of ad-libbing their way through the films, most of their off-the-cuff quips were either in the script or crafted by the writers of the stars' radio shows on the set as the film was being shot. Keeping up appearances, co-star Dorothy L'Amour commented in an interview that the boys, as she called them, ad lived their lines so much that she often didn't know when to say her lines since they didn't give her her cue. To publicize the film, the studio had cards placed on water fountains in each town where it played. They read, quote, thirsty for entertainment? See what happens when Bob Hope chases Bing Crosby and Dorothy L'Amour to a desert oasis on the road to Morocco, unquote. While this was the third in the Road Picture series, it was the first original screenplay as the plot wasn't based on an existing story. However, to punch up the gags, Paramount bought and inserted into the plot comedy routines originally written by Ralph Spence for his story From Rags to Rhythm. Nevertheless, Road to Morocco was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Now, here on the April 5th, 1943 episode of the Lux Radio Theater, are Bing Crosby as Jeff Peters and Bob Hope as Orville Turkey Jackson, co starring with Ginny Sims as Princess Shalmar in Road to Morocco.
1: Lux presents Hollywood. Radio Theater brings you Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims in The Road to Morocco. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille.
2: Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. All a producer needs to guarantee a smashing success at the box office these days is faith, hope, and Crosby. And our faith is considerably strengthened tonight by the addition of Ginny Sims. Bing and Bob hit the jackpot for Paramount with that epic drama of music and mirth called The Road to Morocco. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with your morale that The Road to Morocco won't cure. If you've seen the picture three or four times, like most people, you know that any resemblance of two characters in this play to a couple of living persons is no coincidence. They are really Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. The road to Morocco comes pretty close to setting a record for the number of people who've asked us to present it. Since the Paramount picture came out, I've lost count of all the letters you've sent enclosing Lux Toilet Soap Wrappers as your tickets to this play, if we could get it. Along with his soap wrappers, one man offered me a personal bribe of a porterhouse steak. Well, (laughs) this is one theater where you don't have to pay to get in. It's our way of showing you that we appreciate the support you've given our product. The result is that you win two ways. You get a hit play like The Road to Morocco and a hit product like Lux Toilet Soap. You can't beat that for a double bill. Now we're off on The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims.
3: of Cape Town was sunk today off the coast of Africa by a series of mysterious explosions. All hands are safe and accounted for with the exception of two unidentified stowaways.
2: Just a minute, Lou. All right, that's enough music. Hold it. Hold the music. Ladies and gentlemen, we aren't going to set a scene for tonight's play, for those two unidentified stowaways have been found. They're right here in the theater with us. These two boys are cousins, Jeff and Orville Peters. They went through this experience together, and we're going to hear about it in their own words. Orville Peters, will you tell us, please, about the time you spent on that raft after the shipwreck?
3: 48 days in a raft. 48 days under the broiling sun without food and water. 48 days. What do you mean, 48 days? It was 48 hours. We had plenty of water. Not just a minute, Jeff. What are you trying to do, get a four-page spread in life or something? 48 days. Listen, who's telling this story? We're both telling it. You heard what the man said. The man said we're both supposed to tell it. Well, the man asked me to start, didn't he? All right. Get it straight. All right. 48 hours in a raft. Better. 48 hours drifting helplessly on the sea. Oh, I didn't care about myself. It was... Well, it was my cousin Jeff I was worried about. Oh, isn't this awful. Listen to him. Jeff was... Well, Jeff was all on edge. It got to the point where he was biting my fingernails. (laughs) Cut it out, will you, Jeff? Cut it out! Cut out that whistling. I can't stand it anymore. Here, yeah, now. Here, yeah, what's the matter, son? Whistling, whistling, all the time whistling. Your mother must have been frightened by a tea kettle. <laughs> now, Bill, take it easy. Take it easy, he says. Look at us, two on a raft, sunny side up. <laughs> I'll tell you how to get home, you said. We'll stow away, you said. No, sir, I said. Don't be a sap, you said. No, sir, I said. We're stowing away, and that's that you said. No, sir, I said... That's yeah, yeah, ya yeah, yeah, ta. yeah. What a brilliant conversationalist you are. Yeah, I took one look at that seagoing crate, and I knew it would blow up in our faces. Wait will they find out who was smoking in the powder room. <laughs> Never mind that. Now look at us. Food gone. Nothing to eat. Um, <clears> say, hey, what's that that bulge in your pocket there? Huh? Uh, oh, that well. bulge? Oh, that's just a little... Yeah, what is it? Come I... on, let's see. Come on, reach. Well, I tell you, it's only... <laughs> Well, what do you know? Look. Yeah, well, what do you know? Two biscuits. Holding that on me, huh? Well, I was going to wait for your birthday and put a candle on yours. <laughs> please, please. You don't mind if I bite into my portion, do you? No, go on, bite. What do I care? Thank you, Turkey. You can spit your teeth right over here next to mine.
4: <laughs> like biting
3: into a blockbuster. Well, Turkey, we've got to face it. We may be days and days and days without seeing ship or land. We're going to get hungry. Quite hungry. What do you mean, get hungry? When we started, this raft was nine feet long. Tell you what we'll do. We'll toss a coin. You ready? Go ahead, toss. Here we go. Now, turkey, you call it. What's the date on the nickel? Uh, 1910.
5: You're right, 1910. But what month? (laughs)
3: June. That's pretty close. It's July. Well, that's the way it goes. Somebody loses, somebody wins Okay, so you win the nickel See if you can find any white meat on that buffalo <laughs> Turkey, old man I have a TL for you We tossed
5: for something much deeper than that Yeah? I remember a story once about two fellas
3: like us Castaways, and hungry They tossed a coin, too Uh-huh and The fellow who survived Used to tell his grandchildren about his pal's sacrifice Hey, that's right for... Hey, wait a minute What pal sacrifice? I don't know, though. You're all blubber. Not much meat. You wouldn't make a good-sized patty, Fatty. (laughs) You mean you... Jeff, you're losing your buttons. You mean you'd eat me without ketchup? (laughs) Don't do it, Jeff. There must be an easier way to get on we the people. (laughs) Calm down. Now, calm down, Junior. I'm not going to do anything right away. I might not do anything for a week or so. Not until I get desperate. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, listen, you wouldn't like me once I bit my tongue and I tasted awful. Help, Jeff, don't help. Turkey, look. Huh? Look over there. Am I seeing things? What's the matter? Look. It's land. Land? Land. Yoo-hoo. We're saved. We're saved. Yeah, there was land. We jumped off the raft and started to swim to shore. But Jeff was weak, and he couldn't make it. Who was weak? Who was that? So I put my arm around his waist, I just made it, and started to swim with one hand. <laughs> boy, I saved his life that day. Oh, brother, get I this. I pulled him up on the beach. He was all in, unconscious. I started to work over. I worked for hours. Come on, Turkey. Turkey. Come on, open your eyes. Open up, Junior. You'll be all right. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Oh. Come on, now. Oh. Come on. Gee, this is a switch, me getting slapped by a man. <laughs> Say, what happened? Well, you tried to save me, Junior. Come on, now. That's a big boy. That's... Oh, stop a... slapping me. I'm conscious now, ain't I? Well, it's hard to tell with you.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: fine, pal, you are. All I hope is that Aunt Lucy's looking down from above and seeing the way you're treating me lately. Oh, you're gonna start stuffing Aunt Lucy down my throat again? Yeah, well, never mind. She t- saw you tossing that coin and licking your chops. You're certainly sloughing off your promise to her. Aunt Lucy. Boy, I can see her now lying there in her dying bed, looking at you with those big trusting eyes. Before I go, Jeff, promise me you'll always be a friend to Little Orville, she said. No matter what happens, you'll never leave the little jerk, she said. Promise me. Yeah, and then she up and died before I had a chance to say no. Jeff, don't. What's the matter with you? Boy, I only hope she didn't hear that. You know, the dead have a way of coming back. Oh, get out. When they're dead, they're dead. Not Aunt Lucy. She was a Republican. (laughs) She was such a good Republican She had her will chiseled on a Wilkie button <laughs> Okay, Junior, okay What we got to do now is find out where we are hmm? Is that right? Right Let's see Oh, look There's a signpost Hey, see what it says The road to Morocco Morocco, 74 miles Last chance for gas and oil Fill up at Flanagan's <laughs> And keep to the right to let Rommel by <laughs> Hey, what do you know? <laughs> Listen, do you hear something? I didn't hear nothing Listen. There. Catching up a cold, Junior? I didn't do that. It came from way over there, behind that sand dune. Well, jumped up Jehoshaphat. Look at that. It's a horse. A horse? Oh, did you ever hear of a horse with with a long neck and two great big bumps on his back? Leaving yourself open, aren't you, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be silly. That's a camel. That's a ship of the desert, and right now we're going sailing. Come on, get up on that camel, Junior. Okay, where do I sit? Get In that rumble seat. I'm going to steer. Boy, what a ride. This is the first time I ever did the rumble seat. Get Hit up, up girl. Come on, girl. Hang on, Junior. <laughs> we're off on the road to Morocco. This taxi is tough on the spine. Where we're going, why we're going, we'll know by and
5: by. Jenny Sims Or we'll know the reason why We're off on the the road
3: road to Morocco. Morocco What's your tempo?
4: Hang on till the end
3: of the line I hear this country's where they do The dance of the seven veils We'd tell you more But we would have the censor on our tails We certainly do get around like Webster's dictionary, we're Morocco.
5: We're off on the road
3: to Morocco.
6: Look out, we'll clear the way 'cause here, here we, we
3: come. come. The many fires sleep on nails and saw their wives and have me, there should be easier ways to get a laugh We're off on the road to Morocco And somewhere I feel kind of numb For any villains we might meet We haven't any fears Paramount will protect us Cause we're signed for five more years We certainly do get a like a complete set of Shakespeare that you buy in the corner drugstore for $1.98, we're Morocco Pound. Or like a volume of Mora that you buy in the department store at Christmas time for your cousin Julia, we're Morocco Pound. We, we arrived arrive just, just at sundown at the quaint little, little Moroccan, Moroccan city of... Here, here, what are you trying to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Well, it's my turn to tell the story now. Well, where? I'll be good, too. All right, you won't be good. Well, we arrive just at sundown. You've read all the lines. You just That's let just me just start,
4: gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Standing there looking
3: out the window, the quaint little Moroccan city of Karamish. We stood in the crowded marketplace watching the hawkers vending their wares and the native rug peddlers ruddling their pegs. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was serene and then the gates of the town were flung open and 20 horsemen came riding into town.
5: This occasioned a
3: slight flurry of excitement. Yeah! Where are you? Right over here behind these goose pebbles. Well, I reckon there's been some sort of a shooting ruckus down at the Buckar saloon, eh? Huh? Yeah, I ain't looking for trouble, partner, but if trouble comes looking for me, I'm going to be mighty hard to fire, I uh, don't you. I wonder what it was all about. Let's ask somebody. Let's ask that fellow there. Yeah, I know. We... Hey, uh, hey you there. What's the excitement, grandpa? Who are those fellows? He is Moulay Kasim, the desert chic. What's he so excited about? Did he hear from his draft board? <laughs> he loves the princess Shanmar Karamish. He has come here to ask her to marry him. Must be a Donnybrook when he comes for a divorce, huh? So long, Grandpa. Say, Jeff, I'm hungry. I wonder if you can get a hand out in this berg. Place looks like it's loaded with food. Look at that.
2: Something to eat, please? Nice cutlets, figs and dates, meat pies?
3: Oh, no, thanks. We ate only four days ago. <laughs> but could we just hang around and reminisce? Boy, look at that food. I wish I had my drool cup with me. (laughs) 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 Ah, good evening, brother.
6: I'll have some of those. (laughs) A little of that and some of those.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Take all you want, my friend, all you want. Money? (laughs) Money? No, no, no money. Take (laughs) all you need, my friend much of that cheese, I know. <laughs> what is this? Free cold cuts around here? Everything on the house? Boy, that USO really gets around, doesn't it? <laughs> well, what are we waiting for? I'll take a meat pie. Have one on me, Jeff. Sure, everybody grab. Take the hands off the food. Ow! Oh. See, the idea. The other fellow did it. Why can't we? He is not sane. To us, such unfortunate ones are sacred. Everything is free to the dim-witted. Well, my friend here isn't exactly John Kieran. <laughs> Say, I don't think that's fair. Hey, wait. Come over here, Turkey. Come here. Hey, can you imagine that? Just because a guy's got a loose bolt, he don't need a ration stamp. <laughs> <laughs> come on, now, stop wrapping your rack and come over here. Look at me. Let me see. Look at me here. What's that? Yeah, you'll do fine. All right. Hey, what's the idea of casing me like that, huh? Turkey, from now on, you're sacred. What do you mean, sacred? You just became a full-blooded American idiot. Oh, no, no, no. You do it. Who's going to believe I'm an idiot? With the head start you got... Now, all you got to do is go into a shop, you put on that silly look, and you talk like this. Now, watch, you do like this. I'll
5: take some of those, and I want some of those, and I'll take some of those, and I want some of those.
3: Let me have that slow. You like it. this. <laughs> I'll take some of those, and I want some of those, and some of those, and some of those, and, of those, and I want
4: some of those. <laughs> you feel all right, Daddy? <laughs> let me hear you
3: do it. Come on, now, let me hear you.
5: I'll take some of those, and some of those. And give me some of those, don't, don't, don't.
3: Oh, you're a pro. First shop we go into, the guy will probably load us. He'll throw in his daughter and everything. Come on. His daughter? Sure. I'll take some of those, some of those. <laughs> wait a minute now, wait. Don't overstrain here. Here's a
5: likely-looking dive. Come on in, come on. Don't forget, lay it on good and thick. I guess it comes in here comes the
3: owner. Now, gentlemen, what can I do for you, huh?
5: Uh, what, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Tell him. Tell him. Tell oh, him. Oh. Well, I want to known and not know, and tell
3: me no.
7: Hey, why do you know making fun of me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I always talk like that. Oh, you do, eh? Well, why do known you? Because I can't help it. I'm an idiot. I'm sacred. <laughs> So you're saying
5: I'm an idiot
3: too, eh? Well, if you think you're an idiot, I'm not going to argue with you because I... What's that? No, just wait wait a minute. Wait no, 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 no. No, a minute. Now wait don't don't a minute. I'm you. Wait. Don't hit him with that pot. Put down that pot. He put it down. Now pull it off my head. Oh. Oh. Now get out.
6: Come
5: on, oh. get off in that All right,
3: all right, we were just leaving. Woo.
5: Come on, Turkey, come on, boy. Woo. There you are. Woo. Look at me. Woo. Look at me, son. You all right? Woo. Turkey, speak, speak to me. I'll take someone down those <laughs> Perfectly normal, is not it?
3: Something had happened to my cousin Orville. I could see that, probably a touch of fever. We went into a cafe nearby and we ordered up a feast. Didn't have any money, but this was no time to quibble. As we sat there eating, we noticed the manager showing a customer the door.
6: Get out! Get out, Miss Ryan! No! No! Oh, oh,
3: oh! <laughs> hey, commando, what was... What was the trouble there? What? The trouble? Yeah. He was one kolak short in his bill. I'll kill him! He's dainty, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> one kolak short? Jeff, how much is a kolak? Well, it's, it's less than a cent and a half. You mean they'd murder a guy for a cent and a half? Listen, how do you figure on paying for all this stuff? What's the matter? You're scared? You got red blood, ain't you? Yeah, but I don't want to get it all over strangers. <laughs> Eat up. Have a good time. Fling me one of those fillets over there, will you? Forget about it. Hey. Hmm? You look over there. Those two guys making with gestures. I think they're looking at us. They want to speak to us, huh? To one of us. Go ahead, Junior. You ask them what they want, hmm? Listen, I'm not curious. Anyway, it's you they want. See? Hmm. Well, I guess I better go, huh? Yeah. If they get tough, don't worry about a thing. I'll be right here under the table. <laughs> Buy a rug for me, Jeff. Well, Jeff went over to talk to the two guys. I couldn't hear what they said, but they all kept looking back at me and counting up on their fingers. First it was five fingers, then it was ten. Then they shook hands all around, and Jeff came back to the table. Hi, turkey. Hey, what are you so happy about? Who are those guys, the local bookmakers? A oh, guy's on. I'll check, please. The check? You got money? 230 kolaks, please. Here's 230 kolags for the little snack and five for you. Oh come, come, let little Orville in on this deal. How'd you get the spinach, old boy? It's a funny thing, funny thing. A guy i never seen before in my life gives me 2,500 Koloks. That's 200 federal diplomas. Are you listening? 200 skins? mm mm-hmm. Why, what for? Oh, I sold him something. Well, you got nothing to sell. We already hocked your pivot tooth, and the Mayo Clinic refused my brain. <laughs> it wasn't much, but it was all I had, and was he anxious to get it? what would you sell him? Uh, Orville, uh want you to keep very calm now. What did you sell him? You. Oh, well, for a minute... Huh? Now, me? Down. Me? Wait a minute. Get that guy and give him those fish back. What's the matter with you? You can't sell me. I'm not a horse. It's just the way I comb my hair. <laughs> I know, Orville. You and I know you're not a horse, but these people are peculiar. What are you talking about? You going nuts? Why would a guy buy a guy? I don't know. I don't know. They buy anything. Any old junk. Well, why would he buy me? What does he want me for? didn't ask him. Listen, do you know why they buy guys in a country like this? For slaves. They pick you, they, they hit you with whips. They put you to pick in Guayuli. They beat you and they beat you. Oh, they don't pick Guayuli here. Well, they beat you for whatever they're picking. <laughs> <laughs>
4: why don't Guayuli. you relax?
3: Why don't you relax? Take it easy. I got this thing all figured out, see? Yeah? I got plans. Don't tell me about plans. All I know is I'm being caught with mine down. <laughs> I got the guy's address. I'm going to get you back, and when I do, we'll be 200 bucks ahead. What's that? Ten? Well, that's something. Certainly. Then a hundred of that's mine. That's what I'm telling you. Well, come on. Slip it to me. Put me in the higher brackets. No use giving it to you now. If anything goes wrong with my plans, why, the the money'd be wasted. If anything goes wrong? Yes. Well, I'm getting out of here, see. You might have sold me, see, but you're not going to deliver me, see. Wait, 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 wait. No, sir, see. I don't have to deliver you. They're coming to pick you up. Coming to. What? Yes. Who do you think you're playing with, children? You're talking to Turkey, the man with the muscles. We are ready, gentlemen. Now, wait. Take his feet, Abdul. Hurry, Now, listen. So long, Bobby. Now, pick him up. Stop. Wait. Let go of me. Let go. Let. Well, the least you could do is wrap me as a gift. Too bad. You know, if he'd been a foot taller, I could have got another hundred.
1: In just a few seconds, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims will return in Act Two of The Road to Morocco. Now, here's a conversation overheard at a department store blouse counter.
8: What do you think, Mary? I love that yellow. It reminds me of daffodils. Or oh, what about this shocking pink? I'll just hold it up to my face before the mirror. No use. These high colors are no good with my skin. Oh, Janet Scott, will you stop talking like that? You make me so mad. Well, Mary, be frank. Doesn't my skin look dull as a dish rag? Well, let me ask you something. Do you ever take any real care of it? Well, I have so little time. Oh, Janet, nobody has any time nowadays. But you could have a nice complexion if you really wanted to. Beauty course, I suppose. A beauty course right at home, dear, and costing next to nothing. Now, will you promise me to do what I tell you for a month if I promise you that your skin's going to look prettier? (laughs) All right, it's a bargain. Let's make for the toilet goods counter and get some Lux soap.
1: And here's what Mary told her friend to do.
8: Use lots of the lather and smooth it well into your skin so as to get the full benefit out of it. Lux soap's lather is very creamy, cleanses like a charm. Now, rinse off, splash on plenty of warm water. Now, finish with cold. Now, here's a really soft towel. Pat your face dry. Don't rub. Simple, isn't it? Just do that two or three times a day to give your skin a quick beauty pickup. And above everything else, don't neglect it at bedtime. Be faithful about it. Do it for 30 days. Then, dear, you can give me your next coffee ration as a thank offering.
1: Yes, 30 days of regular Hollywood care works wonders. There's a reason why nine out of ten lovely screen stars have used gentle white luxe toilet soap for years. It's a real beauty soap. You'll like the satiny feeling active lather gives your skin, the new freshness and loveliness it brings. Begin your Lux Soap Beauty Facials tomorrow. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of The Road to Morocco,
2: starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims. <laughs>
4: The story continues.
2: The boys had just reached the point where Jeff Peters sold his cousin Orville for 2,500 colacs.
3: Oh, what a heel I am. You ain't kidding, cousin. You're just a gremlin with ears.
2: Jeff, tell us. How did you feel after they took Orville away? Did you have a twinge of conscience?
5: Mm, Yes. Yes, I did. I I couldn't get to sleep that night for almost 20 minutes. Then, like, like in a dream, Seemed to feel the presence of another party. It was Aunt Lucy. She spoke to me.
7: Jeffrey. Jeffrey. You must find Orville, Jeffrey. Aunt Lucy. You must find him at once. Bring him back.
5: Well, gee, Aunt Lucy, I I, I don't even know where to look. The fellow I sold him to was only a jobber. And he, he, uh, he resold him later and wrote off his loss.
7: Jeffrey. <laughs> Do you know you've turned out to be a regular stinker? (laughs)
3: I guess you're right, Aunt Lucy.
5: Can't you tell me where he is, hmm?
7: Oh, I... I'm not supposed to, Jeffrey. It's against the rules.
5: Oh, gee. Come on Aunt Lucy. Gee, come on. Well, tell me. well
7: if you go to the marketplace, then head east about 200 paces, you'll come to... Oh, 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 I can't talk to you anymore now, Jeffrey. Here comes Mr. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I, I went out to look for my cousin that
5: night. There I was, walking through the... Streets of Katamish. All around me, strange sights and strange smells. But none of them was (laughs) Orville.
3: Suddenly a note fell at my feet. A note wrapped in a stone. A stone wrapped in a note, and it wasn't meant to fall at your feet either. I picked it up and I read, Dear Jeff, flee for your life before it's too late. You can't do anything for me now. If you stick around, you'll only get us both into trouble. Maybe killed. Say nothing to nobody about this. Flee. Flee. Respectively yours, Turkey Peter's. P.S. I am being tortured day and night. Flee, flee, Hmm? (laughs) F-L-E-A. That's Turkey. That's him, all right. Don't worry, old boy. I won't let you down. I'll get you out, all right. There before me stood a palace gleaming like ivory in the moonlight. And as I approached, I heard music and a woman's voice singing.
6: Constantly. But constantly...
3: palace, and at last found myself in a long, tiled room. At all sides were Nubian slaves and dancing girls in dancing costumes. Dancing. And on a mountain of pillows, a man in native costume lay reclining. I couldn't see his face, for a lovely girl was smothering same in kisses. At last she stopped, the man sat up and said, Hey, somebody unbraid my toes, will you? <laughs> uh-huh, so this is where you are. Well, ain't this a pip? <laughs> Take it on the lamb, brother. We don't want any cheese today. Beat it. Who is this stranger? Leave the country and forget you even knew me, he says. Flee, he says. Flee. Why, you dirty double crossing hoarder, you.
9: Take that man away. Remove him from my sight.
3: Yes, princess. Come. Lego,
2: Lego. Come. Turkey, come on, tell him to lay off. This is me, your friend. This is old Jeff, Turkey, old
3: buddy. Turkey? Why does he call you Turkey? Oh, the fellow is mad. Take him away. Toss him to the crocodiles. The ones that still have their teeth. <laughs> that Pepsodon is wonderful.
4: Um, wait. Well, he's, he's my friend, I tell
3: you. Let me go. Wait. Orville, do you know this man? Well, I never saw him before in all oh, my life. Oh, you dirty, underhanded sickle snoot. We were kids together. We were in the same class for years. till I got promoted. Let him go.
9: The stranger will stay. Oh, but hon. Come, stranger. Sit here beside me. Wow. Well. <laughs> Now, Orville, I want you to tell me the truth Do you know him?
3: Well, I used to, but I kind of outgrew him I don't dally much with riffraff these days And he's a pretty raffy kind of a riff <laughs> Oh, yeah? What are you made up for, anyhow? What is this? Ladies' night in the Turkish bath or something? What time do you clean the pool?
4: <laughs>
3: might interest you to know, Buster That you're now looking at the future prince of Karamish Pool I'm going to be a pasha with the accent on the pash. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is you pashed out about ten years ago. Yeah, well, the Princess Shalmar and me are going to be married on... Uh, when is the big day, dream thing?
9: When the moon in its last quarter silvers the blossoms of the almond tree. That's Tuesday night about
5: nine.
3: Oh. <laughs> what a pity I
5: should be listening to Hobby Lobby, I think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, how can a dream like you really go for a drip like this, anyhow?
5: Well, it's
9: written in the stars. I have been counseled by Hyder Khan, the wise one, to take this man for my husband, and I must obey.
3: Well, old Hyder Khan must have been reading last year's racing form or something. Oh, is that so? Well, there's nothing you can do about it, see. I'm her Heathcliff, and believe me, I'm going to turn on the Heath. <laughs> <laughs> she bought me, see? She bought you? Certainly. You sold me to her for 200 bucks. Yeah, no mistakes rectified after leaving the window. I feel like a black market. But just to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to stick around for the wedding. I'll even give you away, Farrell. Oh, now, just a second. You've already given me away. Come on, blow before I press a button and have your head served up in a cup and a saucer. Now, wait. Look out. Look, on, Now, wait. Cut out this shoving. Cut it out. See, there'll be a room full of teeth around here. Yeah, and you're going to look awfully funny with your gums showing. <laughs> you better get out of here. I might forget that I'm the prince. Not with that Arabian the you got on there. Get the sleeves on this Let Let go. Why, you... You ripped my sleeve. Do that again. He did it. <laughs> Why, you... Do that again. Gentlemen, please. What is your name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey? hmm
9: Jeffrey, I want you to stay here with me. I...
3: <laughs> well, I... I could be very happy here. Oh. Um...
9: <laughs> could you, Jeffrey?
6: <laughs>
3: uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> Uh, if he stays, I'm leaving. Do you hear I'm leaving. Now, you can stay as long as you want to, Jeff. Sure, stick around. Nice to have you. <laughs> I knew why Jeff wanted to stay. He was trying to move in on me. He wanted to be the prince. That evening, just before dinner, my ladies-in-waiting came in to comb my hair and arrange my turban. A turban that's a stuffed fascinator with feathers. <laughs> I will never forget Miramar, my head lady-in-waiting, and I knew what she was waiting for. <laughs> Me.
9: Orville,
10: oh, Prince.
3: Yes, mihima?
10: Why is the princess going to marry you, Orville? She was to have married Moulay Cassim, the desert sheik. Why has she changed her mind?
3: Oh, I guess sheiks have gone out of style. What the modern girl wants is a nice, reliable wolf.
10: (laughs) There's something very strange about it all. Something very, very strange.
3: Well, it's a strange country, baby. They got butter here.
10: (laughs) Orville, listen. If this were known, it would mean my death, but... In my heart, there is a great love for you.
3: You too? <laughs> does everybody get this kind of treatment in Caramish, or have I got a C-card?
10: <laughs> is my love hopeless, or do you perhaps have some crumbs of affection for me?
3: Oh, you know how a prince is. <laughs> Later on, I may set you up in a little hat shop or teach you how to siphon gas or something. <laughs>
10: I love you There is something I must tell you
3: I'm all ears Or haven't you noticed
10: oh, Listen The princess is unfaithful She cares nothing for you
3: Don't be silly Nobody throws away Two hundred bucks
10: Look At this very moment She and your best friend Are in each other's arms In the gardens below
3: Well I, What?
10: Look See them?
3: Why the low down Filthy double crossing centipede Why the crawling lizard I'll show them What a salami has got to go through
10: No, 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 no Don't waste your anger upon them Avril, I love you. Hey, let go. You and I, thus mm, and thus mm, and thus, mm, will my love consume you?
3: Manufactured direct to consumer. I go.
4: Oh, <laughs>
10: beloved, kiss yes,
4: me.
3: Thus, and thus, and. <laughs>
5: Moonlight becomes you It goes with your hand You certainly know the right thing
4: Moonlight
5: becomes you I'm thrilled at the sight and I could get so romantic tonight You're all dressed up to go dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong What a night to go dreaming Mind if I take along If I say I love you, I want you to know it's not just because there's moonlight, although moonlight becomes you.
3: Princess, uh, I want to ask you something. Supposing you sort of put off this wedding for a little bit and I sort of hung around a little bit and maybe learned a couple of choruses of black magic or something. You got to <laughs> grew to like me a little bit. Wouldn't that change things a little bit, hmm?
9: No, Jeffrey, it would not. I like you now. The more I get to like you, the more reason I'll have to marry Orville.
5: You like me, so you're going to marry Orville. Boy, that's a new kind of brush.
9: That is the way it must be.
5: But well, look. Well, look in here now.
9: Listen. Listen, it's Moulay Kassim. I must leave you. But good princess, night. Princess, Princess. No, good night.
1: Where is he? This this dog.
9: Hold your anger, Cassim. Wait until you've heard. I
1: have already heard. You are planning to marry this this American.
9: Yes, Cassim, but it's only because Enough.
1: I... Come, Ahmed. Let us find this jackal. No,
9: no, wait. First, you must hear the words of Hyder Khan, the wise one. Hyder Khan, tell him what the stars have said. Oh,
1: lion of the desert, it is here written that the first husband of the princess Shalma will die a violent death within a week of the marriage.
3: What is that you say?
1: It is also written that her second husband will be blessed with long life and happiness.
9: Now do you understand, Kasim? The American as my first husband will die within a week. And then I will be free to marry the man I love.
1: (laughs) This is a great joke. Kiss me, Shalma. Cassie.
10: I heard them say it, Orville. The prince's first husband will die within a week.
3: Miramar, that's ridiculous.
10: I tell you because I love you.
3: Listen, the wedding is all planned. I just spent my last three ration points for rice. (laughs) But there were two fellows here just now measuring me for some sort of an outfit. Measuring you Yeah, I guess they're the royal dressmakers No,
10: my beloved, no They are royal undertakers They were measuring you for a coffin
3: You mean a zoot suit with a wood hood?
4: (laughs) Yes If you marry her, you die
3: Hiya, turkey What's new in the pasture racket? Jeff, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you came in (laughs) Look, sit down I gotta have a talk with you Now look, Orby, I've been doing a lot of thinking There's no use of you and I talking or arguing anymore I'm going to beat it on out of here. No, 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 no. That's it. You're not. You don't have to. Look, I'm the guy that's shoving off, and you're taking Shalmar. See, I'm giving her to you. Well,
5: well, wait a minute. Wait. What, what are
3: you? Uh, what are you cooking up here? The last gal you gave me was that lady wrestler up at the Saint Nicholas rink. What's behind all this? Well, I got to thinking about the marrying. I mean, the marrying. Mm-hmm. And I got a hunch it wouldn't last. I got a feeling in a week I'd be cold. I mean, uh, and besides, I got a girl. See, hello, Miramar. My sweet. Uh, right. <laughs> I met her at the harem, right off the assembly line. (laughs) Nice model. Yeah, and this is one I know won't be frozen for the duration.
10: He's going to fly with me. My love will consume him thus, mm, and thus, mm, and thus. mm.
3: (laughs) You know, a girl can eat too much yeast, you know. Away for a second, honey, will you? Oh, this is a whole new shuffle, huh? You too. Well, wait till Shalmar hears about this. Yeah, but it's not going to be easy to get Shalmar to give me up, you know. Oh, naturally, it's just going to tear the heart out of her, but she might settle. She might settle for me. Yeah, well, that's the spirit, and I'll be right behind you. Sure. Sure, sure. Well, so long.
10: My beloved, why don't we fly right away?
3: Look, high octane. <laughs> why don't you just fly around and warm your motor up? I'll join you later, huh? <laughs>
7: Orville. Orville. Wake up. Wake up, Orville.
3: Okay, okay. I'll get a job tomorrow.
7: Orville, it's Aunt Lucy. Wake up.
3: (gasps) Oh, Aunt Lucy?
7: Orville, how can you sleep after what you've done to Jeffrey? You've got to tell him the truth. Oh, but
3: I ain't doing nothing. Look what he did to me.
7: I insist that you tell him. No. You must. I won't. Orville, when you were a little boy and you said won't, do you remember what I did to you? Well? Well, there's still a little steam in the old wing. Ow! And the next time, I'll slap you in the face. <laughs> yeah, I
3: don't know, Princess. This this just doesn't add up. I, I want you, and you say you want me, and Orville says it's okay, and still you're going to marry him.
9: I told you, Jeffrey. It's something I can't explain. Orville and I are going to be married, and that's all I have to say. Oh, <laughs> Princess, oh Light of Karamish. Well, Hyder Princess,
1: listen and be merciful. I have made a calamitous error. You must not marry that American. You must marry Moulay
9: Kasim. Moulay Cassim. Speak. I must hear everything. Oh,
1: princess, when I read the stars in the heavens that night, I read them wrong. How could you? Princess, forgive me. A fly got in the telescope.
9: Then, then my husband will not die. No. Jeffrey, isn't it wonderful?
3: What's wonderful about it? It just means Turkey's back in circulation and you get tied up to Mully Kasim.
9: Mully Kasim? Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey, you may feel strange about marrying a princess, but I'll spend the rest of my life trying to live it down. You mean
5: me? Yes.
3: Oh, how about this? Wait till I break the news to fatter than me. So that's why little Orville was so anxious to hand you over to me, huh? <laughs>
9: Boy. Well, well, don't say anything to her right now, Jeffrey. Not just yet. We must make plans for departure before Malay Kasim hears. Kazba, prepare a caravan. We will leave at once. <laughs>
3: Now, listen, Jeff. What's the matter? Why don't you get some sense into that shell and just you and me blow, huh? Well, we're going to the United States to get hooked up, I tell you. This character, Kasim, is trying to kidnap her. Boy, what a sneaky way for Lockheed to get welders. Listen, Jeff. <laughs> You're in a bad spot. That guy, Hyder Khan,'s got that jinx of his spread all over the world. Oh, yeah? Let's see him mess around in Brooklyn.
6: Princess! Princess Monet Kasim! Oh,
3: here comes Murdoch Incorporated.
6: Princess he-
3: Oh, that is your plan, running away with this, this dog. Don't call me a dog. Why not? The Cocker Spaniels resent it. (laughs) Look, I'm not mixed up in this at all, Moulay. I just work here. Do you lie to Kasim? No, Moulay. settle down. It's a big switch now. I gave her up. I'm on your side. I'm your friend. They're ducking out on you, the dirty double-crossers. What do you think we ought to do with them? What is this? Nice going, Junior. Silence! Who is this goat? This moon-faced son of a one-eyed donkey. I wouldn't let him call me that, Jeff, even if there is a resemblance. <laughs> listen here, big boy. Where do you come off cutting in here? Go on. Go play cops and robbers someplace else. Beat it. Scat. You. Boy, now you're telling him to go yes. on. Slap his teeth out. I'll hold your coat. What? Well, I'll hold your coat, too. <laughs> in fact, I'll take it out and get a press. Cousin, please listen. Quiet. Come here, Donkey. You would dare oppose the will of Kasim? Oppose your will? Why, you'll be right in one if you mess around with me, Jack. Oh, now you're talking. Go ahead, take a poke at him. We're not afraid of him, are you? Fair enough. <laughs> you're coming with me. Who, me? Both of you. Abdul, put them on horses. The princess also. Now, listen, friend. Look here. What's up? What do you think you're going to do? Yeah, what about me? I'm innocent, I tell you. Moulay Kasim will take care of you on the desert. You shall die slowly. Your ears shall be sliced off and dried on sticks. The buzzards will feast on your nose. What? That's 16 points right there.
1: <laughs> we pause now for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Hi, this is Porchlight Audience Services Manager August Compton. Thank you for listening to WPMT. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at PorchlightMusicTheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show.
1: After a brief intermission, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Sims will bring us Act Three of The Road to Morocco. Country Gardens is one of my favorite songs, Sally. And I know what made you think of it.
10: Of course you do. It's these six packets of flower seeds in my hand, Mr. Kennedy. I can hardly wait to plant them.
1: You'll have good results from those seeds, Sally. They're first quality from one of America's leading seed houses. And now I'm going to tell everyone in our audience how to get them. Send in only a dime with a Lux Toilet Soap wrapper or the opening tab from a box of Lux Flakes and your name and address to Lux Flower Garden, Box 1, New York City. For a large package each of cosmos, candy tuft zinnias, morning glories, marigolds, and poppies.
9: A selection to give you a garden that will bloom from early summer till frost.
1: And Sally, these seeds have been treated with plant hormones for bigger, earlier flowers. Planting instructions are on the back of each package.
10: I'm going to have a wide border of zinnias and marigolds right around my victory vegetable garden. And a window box, too, with lots of candy tuft and heavenly blue morning glory and marigolds. Me
1: for a bed of those Shirley poppies, Sally. They come in tones of scarlet and pink. And zinnias, too. These are the dahlia flower giant kind. And cosmos for sure. They bloom right till frost and make fine cutting flowers.
10: I guess most everyone will have a garden this year, Mr. Kennedy.
1: Yes, and we urge all of you to send for yours right away. Now, here's what you do. Send ten cents and a Lux toilet soap wrapper... or an opening tab from a box of Lux flakes... to Lux Flower Garden, Box 1, New York City... together with your name and address... You can get a handy order blank from your dealer if you wish. For additional seeds, be sure to enclose another dime and another Lux Soap Wrapper or another Lux Flakes Opening Tab for each extra set desired. Act quickly, for you must allow two to three weeks for seeds to reach you, and this offer will not be good after May 31st. I'll repeat the address Lux Flower Garden, Box 1, New York City. Remember, you get six packets of seeds. Be sure to wrap coins securely and write name and address plainly. No stamps, please. This offer is good only in the United States. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone.
2: Here's a curtain for the third act of The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Sims. Our two heroes, Jeff and Orville Peters, are facing a horrible fate. You will remember that Jeff, instead of Orville, was supposed to marry Shalmar. Because Miramar told Orville that Haider Khan told Shalmar that Muley Kasim, not Jeff, would die in Orville's place if Shalmar married Jeff and not Orville... Oh, what am I saying? Uh, if Jeff marries Shalma and Muley Kasim marries Orville, Muley Kasim himself and not Shalma will Jeff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a little confused, aren't you? Well, uh, well it's a very confusing story, Mr. Peters. I-
3: well, you got the whole thing balled up. What, uh, what seems to be the trouble, This think? man here is gumming up the works. This, this bystander here. Oh, yeah?
2: Well, uh, uh gentlemen, I, I, I'm the producer, you know. Yes,
3: yes, we know. I tell you what you do, uh, Bob, just go over there and sit down, right? Hmm? What? Go ahead, go ahead, friend. Find a nice corner over there and lux your socks. Just a minute, just a minute. Go ahead, Blow a few bubbles. Let's not argue with them. Let's, <laughs> let's pick up our soap and get out of here. Yeah, Come on. You no, know, please, gentlemen.
2: Gentlemen, I, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry.
3: It's all right, Bob. That's all right. Think nothing. Go ahead, Orville. Go right along. Where were we before? Yes. The... What is this? People walked in here. And... Oh, yeah. We're working in an alley. Mulay Kasim.
4: <laughs>
3: Mulay Kasim had us bound hand and foot. They carried us out into the desert. And there they left us under the broiling sun. Our hands were chained behind our backs. Our legs were staked to the ground. Around our necks, they placed a 70-pound iron weight. A few hours later, we were walking across the desert toward a distant uh, mirage. Wait, uh, you skipped something there. Yeah, what? Those chains and stuff, how'd we get out of them? Oh, (laughs) you think we ought to tell them? No, they wouldn't believe it anyway. Okay, (laughs) let's not tell them. After all, does Macy's tell gimbals? Nah. (laughs) Let's get on with this thing, huh? There we were, stumbling through the desert sands. Sun was beating down on us Yeah, fine pal you are Letting me give Shalmar up And all the time you knew You weren't going to die Now, what did you do? You were going to let me marry her Because you thought I was going to get Knocked off inside a week Listen, this is no time to argue Hey, look up there in the sky You know what they are, don't you? They're buzzards
5: Yeah, they're carrying finger bowls, too
3: Fine way to end up A box lunch for a bird (laughs) There's a switch, Junior A bird getting you Hey, Turkey! Take a look over there. Gee, a lot of tents stuck right out in the middle of the desert. What do you make of it? I don't know. Wait a minute. You see those guys? Those are Mully Kasims gorillas. Yeah, and that joint must be their hideout. Well, we've got to save the girls. It's up to us now, Turkey. We'll have to storm the place. You storm. I'll stay here and drizzle. <laughs> tell you, we've got to get in there. Hey, I've got something that can't miss. So have they, guns. What have you got? Listen, now get this. We go in disguised as a horse. Yeah, that's a good... What? A horse. We skin a horse and we get inside. It's a cinch. I got four nags in the Kentucky Derby that way once. (laughs) Look, Bubbles, the only horse you ever had in the Derby, you got in the Brown Derby. (laughs) And they went in as filet mignons. (laughs) Come on, come on with me, we'll find this horse skin. Gee, you wouldn't think it was possible, would you? Two guys inside a horse skin. I bet we look like a real horse, eh? Hey, Turkey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine way back here. I feel like the tail gunner on a flying fortress. <laughs> boy, keep walking now. We walk right past that guard. You see him? I see him, yeah, but does he see us? Sure. He thinks we're a horse, see? He's looking at us right now. He still thinks we're a horse. Yo! Did he get you? Yeah, right where the plow should have been. <laughs> come on, come on, you flying who was hiding in that horse skin. Well, there ain't nobody in here except just us horses. Good <laughs> quick! It is the two swine. So you return once again, eh? Oh, now wait, Mooley, we can explain Take this. Take them away. Take them to the guardhouse and bring me back their ears. Come, come, old man. You're taking this meat shortage too seriously. Fine thing. First you sell me for 200 bucks, then I'm going to marry the princess. Then you cut in on me, then we're carried off by a desert sheik. Now we're sitting behind bars waiting to have our heads chopped I off. I know all that. Yeah, but the people who tune in in the middle of the program don't. <laughs> you mean they miss my song? Hey, what's all that? Hey, God, who are those guys? That's a great sheik, Neb Jola and his men. Friend of Kasim? No, the enemy of Kasim. For 10 years they have been a war, but tonight Kasim has invited him to his wedding as a token of peace. Now be silent. Both of you. You ought to take something for your throat,
6: you... (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, Orville!
3: Shalmar! Where are you?
10: Over here by the window, quick!
3: Shalmar, any word from the governor? Listen,
9: listen. I got permission to bring food. In this bowl, you'll find native clothes and blacking for your faces.
3: What good are native clothes? Why didn't you bake us a nice cake with a landmine in it?
9: Yeah, I've worked out a plan. It is complete except for one detail. Now, you put the clothes on, put black on your faces, and they'll think you're Arabs.
3: Yeah, but how do we get out of this jail?
9: Oh, Jeff, that's a detail I haven't worked out.
3: Oh, grand, grand, grand. Who's there?
9: The guard is coming. I must fly.
3: That's a great idea she's got. What's going on here? Oh, nothing. Say, did anybody ever escape from this jail? Once, about a year ago, two men got out. Oh, Yeah. Tell me, chum, uh, how'd they do it? It was an accident. Till I had a cigarette, I placed my rifle in the window like this. Hello. Oh, interesting. And then what happened? One of the fellas reached through the window, grabbed the rifle, and pointed it at me. Oh, you mean like this? Exactly. Ah. Except that he put it right up against my head. Oh, you mean like this? Yes, and then... Oh, stick them up and give us those keys. Hurry man. or we'll spread you, brother. Oh, dear. I've done it again. <laughs> A few minutes later, two natives appeared outside our wedding party tent. Two figures muffled to the ears. Clark and Tyrone Peters. That's Turkey and me. <laughs> Look, Jeff, I don't get this. What's frying? Well, I'm cooking up some small sabotage here. Mule Kasim and Nebjola are friendly tonight, but they're really enemies, right? Right. Now here's the plan. We're natives, see, so listen. <laughs> I think the product is going to be a. Thing. What are you laughing at? You're breathing down my neck. <laughs> You get the plan? Oh, I get it. Divide and conquer, brother against brother. Yeah, come on.
1: Stop the music. Nebjola, oh, great is my joy tonight, but I wish to share it with you. May our tribes live together in peace for a thousand years. My hand on that, Kasim. And you are fortunate indeed to win the love of so beautiful a princess. She cannot wait for my kisses upon her lips, can you, my dove?
9: Kasim, you shall soon know how I feel about you.
1: There, you hear.
2: Uh, o Kasim, O Lion of the Desert.
1: Yes, Nebish, what is it? <laughs>
9: Two native horsemen have
3: arrived, O Lion. They beg entrance. Send them in, Nebish. All are welcome tonight. Enter, horsemen. Oh, greetings, O Sheik. Greetings, O Lion of the Sands. We bring you felicitations on your wedding. Welcome, friends. And from what... What tribe are you? Who is your master? Uh master? Uh why, uh, he's the great sheik, uh bull bull elbow bull bull benabene. Bull, Spell backwards, spells Benny the Bull. <laughs> he says to congratulate you on our wedding to the beautiful Shalmar. Our uh, greetings, O Shalmar. Why, you you Ix- mean ne, it's near. It's F J and Urkite.
9: Oh, yeah,
3: What tongue is this?
9: Uh these men speak a strange language, O Sheik. I learned it from one of their tribesmen. From what country? Oakland Bray.
1: Oh, friends, you may tell your master that I accept his greetings. Tell him also that Mule Kasim and Neb Jolar are now
3: brothers. No! Yes! Well, great news, O Lion of the Desert. Yes, great news. And will you forget, O Lion, that Nebjola said you ought to have your mane clipped. <laughs> <What laughs> that is a lie. I never oh, oh, said it. Well, it doesn't matter. That's all a thing of the past. Certainly drop it. like drop the it. time Mullah Kasim called Jalla a jerk. Jerk Jalla, he said oh, your oh. never, Your Highness. <laughs> if I thought that was
2: true, my tribesmen here would tear your men into little bits.
3: Oh, now don't fight, boys. There's nothing to get excited about. Certainly not your brothers. They're right, Nebjola. There must be no shedding of blood. Please, my friend. Uh, very well. I will forget it. Sure, sure. Everything is forgotten tonight. Say, Nebjola. Oh boy, will you ever forget the time you sneaked in a muley's harem? What?
1: <laughs>
2: my harem, oh. Nebjola. Will you believe
3: this swine? You snake! You viper! He's a lie. Here, here, here. Now, quiet, everybody.
5: Sit down, muley. Sit down, Neb. What's the matter with
3: you guys? Sure, it's all in fun. <laughs> Very <laughs> well, but no more insults, your highness. My word. Oh, yeah. yes.
9: Yes, now we are friends again. It is good. What does it matter if once you were enemies? Tonight, Malay Kasim and Nev. Ow! (laughs) Why, Nat Jolly, you pinched me. What? You swine? She
2: lied.
3: I never pinched.
9: Well, somebody did.
3: This is the finish. Now, boys, boys, don't shoot each other. Don't shoot. No, use your knife. Here we go. That's, that's the story. We escaped during the brawl, and we reached the coast by camelback. Then a boat to Lisbon, and then home to Brooklyn, and here we are.
2: Gentlemen, that's one of the greatest adventure stories I've ever heard. And the girls? I suppose you married them. The girls? Oh, uh,
3: well, uh, Turkey, the girls. What's the matter? The girls, Shalmar and Miramar. Well, what about them? Where are they? Well, you ought to know I gave them to you. You did not. I was taking care of the tickets. Don't say that. Right there in the dock in Morocco. I said, here's the girls. I'll take the baggage. Well, how did I know what bags you meant? Jackie, <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're standing there on that dock now. Yeah, but well, what are we waiting for? Come on. Well, come on. Gentlemen, come
2: back. Hangway,
3: sir. Hey, which way is the road to Morocco?
2: Right now, Bing Cosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims are on the road to a cut and call. Every night when the good little producers of Hollywood go to sleep,
3: they lie there and dream of casts like this. Yeah, then they wake up in the morning, go downstairs, and bite their children. <laughs> There's no way to talk about Ginny Sims. Ah, yes, Ginny Sims. Ginny, who do you think is more romantic, Bing or me?
9: Well, let's see. There's Bing's voice. in
3: my profile.
9: (laughs) Then there's your clothes, Bob.
3: Have you seen Crosby's? I mean, when he has the coat plugged in. (laughs) You may not think I'm handsome, but C.B. does. Why, do you know he tested me for Reap the Wild Wind?
5: Smart producer. You flunked, huh?
3: Well, (laughs) I was sorry to turn Bob down, but he just wasn't believable. Yeah, squid's got to have more than two arms. (laughs) (laughs) You usually do till a check arrives.
2: (laughs) Uh, Bing... (laughs) Bing, these golf matches you and Bob play for the Red Cross and other charities, who wins most of them?
3: It's a lie! <laughs> How did you know what I was going to say? Well, I figured you were going to tell the truth. How about hitting a few or more? You want to play? Okay.
9: Gee, Bob, Bing really likes golf,
3: doesn't he? Why not? After all, he raises his own caddies.
9: <laughs> oh, sorry, Bing, I really walked into that one. <clears throat>
3: Stork mad, that boy. <laughs>
9: DeMille, it's been swell being here. And before we say good night, I'd like to tell you that I've been using your Lux Soap for a long time now, and I like everything about it. So does my skin. Uh-huh. What do
3: you
2: think about Lux Soap as a page one item with us, Ginny?
3: Say, uh, what do you figure you'll try out here next week, C.B.?
2: An exciting adventure story, Bing. The RKO hit, Once Upon a Honeymoon, and our stars will be... Claudette Colbert and Brian Ahern.
3: Let's see. Yes, I'll be listening, CB. None of my pictures are playing anywhere next Monday. Good night. Good night.
4: Good night.
2: <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. And don't forget to go to the Lux
4: Radio
2: Theater. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents... Word at Colbert and Brianna Hearn in Once Upon a Honeymoon. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from
1: Hollywood. Bing Crosby was heard tonight through the courtesy of the Kraft Cheese Company. His next Paramount picture is Dixie. Bob Hope appeared through the courtesy of the Pepsi and Company and will soon be seen in Paramount's Let's Face It. Ginny Sims appeared through the courtesy of Philip Morris. Our music was directed by Louis Silvers and this is your announcer John M. Kennedy reminding you to tune in next Monday night to hear Claudette Colbert and Brian Ahern in Once Upon a Honeymoon.
0: According to a column in the New York Times, Paramount shot two endings for Road to Morocco. The unused ending had Bob and Bing enlisting in the Marines and closed with the line, quote, see you on the road to Tokyo, unquote, a typical World War II morale-boosting sentiment found in popular entertainment of the day. While Bing Crosby never appeared on Broadway other than a brief 1976 concert engagement at the Uris Theatre, Bob Hope's Broadway appearances were plentiful, starting with minor walk-on parts in the musical comedies The Sidewalks of New York in 1927 and Upsy Daisy* in 1928. He was elevated to star status as Huckleberry Haynes in the Jerome Kern-Dorothy Fields musical comedy Roberta in 1933, a role he reprised live at the Muni Theater in St. Louis in 1958, as well as twice on television. Other Bob Hope Broadway shows included the musicals Say When in 1934, the 1936 edition of the Ziegfeld Follies with Fanny Brice, Eve Arden, Joseph. Baker, Judy Canova, and the Nicholas Brothers, and Red, Hot, and Blue with Ethel Merman and Jimmy Durante in 1936. On a 1970s TV appearance on The Dick Cavett Show, Hope said he wanted nothing more than to return to the Broadway stage, unfortunately for audiences that never came to pass. There were seven road pictures in all, with Hope, Crosby, and Lemoore in Singapore, Zanzibar, Morocco, Utopia, Rio, Bali, and Hong Kong, which spanned the years 1940 to 1962. In 1977, an eighth Road to movie was in the works, titled Road to the Fountain of Youth. However, Bing Crosby's untimely death that year brought an end to that plan and the series. Theaters across the country need your support now more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber.